Welcome to Drift Off, bedtime stories to help you unwind, relax, and drift off. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Joanne, and it's a pleasure helping you get restful sleep. You may have noticed that I don't have ads on the podcast. That's because I want this space to be restful. And instead of reading ads, I'd much rather read you a relaxing bedtime story. That's why I created this podcast, to offer you a calming, listening experience where nothing else is needed of you. Only a quiet space where your imagination can be free to drift off far, far away from your daily obligations and to help you ease into a restful night's sleep. So if you're enjoying the show and want to support the podcast so we can continue making more sleepy bedtime stories, check out our premium membership where you can enjoy intro-free episodes, you'll have access to two bonus episodes per month, a monthly guided relaxation to help you get sleepy, and as of most recently, you'll have access to the entire audiobook Little House in the Big Woods over three and a half hours of continuous storytelling to help you drift off. You can sign up today at driftoff.supercast.com or see the link in the show notes. That's driftoff.supercast.com. Tonight's story is called The Story of Benito a Filipino fairy tale about a boy who has one wish, to be able to help his parents who are very poor. One day, after many adventures, the boy's wish comes true. Not only does he end up helping his parents, but he also ends up becoming a king. So before we begin with the storytelling, take a moment to settle into your sleep space so that you feel comfortable and at ease. For many, it can be a bit of a challenge quieting the mind or relaxing the body when you first crawl into bed at night. So tonight I would like to begin our bedtime storytelling in a different way. I would like to guide you through a little technique that I personally use that helps induce a deep state of physical relaxation. And when your body is deeply relaxed, it becomes easier for your mind to become quiet and still. This relaxation technique is a progressive relaxation where we will tense and relax all the muscles of your body. And in this letting go is where the relaxation begins. So let's begin with your face. Squeeze all the muscles in your face all at once. Squeeze your eyes shut, clench your jaw, and scrunch up your face. Squeeze tight. Hold. And now relax. 
Allow your face to soften. Relax the eyes. Relax the jaw. Smooth out the brow. Notice the feeling of relaxation in your face as you let go and relax. Now squeeze your shoulders and try to touch your ears with your shoulders. Squeeze tight. Hold. And now let go. Relax those shoulders. Let them soften. That's it. Now squeeze your hands into fists. Squeeze tight. Make your arms nice and strong. Hold. And now let go. Good. Let your arms be loose and limp. Relax your arms. Relax your hands and fingers. Now let's relax the chest and the belly by taking a nice deep breath in. Hold. Feel the tension in your chest and belly. And now release. Soften the chest. Relax the belly. Now let's squeeze the muscles of your back. Begin by arching your back as if you have a pillow under your back. And now squeeze and hold. And now let go. Let your back melt down into your bed. Relax your back. Now squeeze your feet and tighten your legs. Make them nice and strong. Squeeze tight. Hold. And now let go. Let your legs be loose and limp. Relax your legs. Relax your feet. Relax your toes. Notice how your body is feeling now. Perhaps you may notice a feeling of heaviness. Or tingling. Maybe you feel light. Allow this feeling to spread and expand. Take a full, comfortable breath. And as you exhale, see if you can relax and let go even more. There is nothing else to do 
and nowhere else to be. So just lay back, relax, and enjoy the story. Benito was an only son who lived with his father and mother in a little village. They were very poor, and as the boy grew older and saw how hard his parents struggled for their scanty living, he often dreamed of a time when he might be a help to them. One evening, when they sat eating their frugal meal of rice, the father told about a young king who lived in a beautiful palace some distance from their village, and the boy became very much interested. That night, when the house was dark and quiet, and Benito lay on his mat trying to sleep, thoughts of the young king repeatedly came to his mind, and he wished he were a king that he and his parents might spend the rest of their lives in a beautiful palace. The next morning, he awoke with a new idea. He would go to the king and ask for work, that he might in that way be able to help his father and mother. He was a long time in persuading his parents to allow him to go, however, for it was a long journey and they feared that the king might not be gracious. But at last they gave their consent, and the boy started out. The journey proved tiresome. After he reached the palace, he was not at first permitted to see the king. But the boy, being very earnest, at last secured a place as a servant. It was a new and strange world to Benito, who had known only the life of a little village. The work was hard, but he was happy in thinking that now he could help his father and mother. One day, the king sent for him and said, I want you to bring me a beautiful princess who lives in a land across the sea. Go at once, and if you fail, you shall be punished severely. The boy's heart sank within him, for he did not know what to do. But he answered as bravely as possible, I will, my lord, and left the king's chamber. He at once set about preparing things for a long journey, for he was determined to try at least to fulfill the command. When all was ready, Benito started. He had not gone far before he came to a thick forest where he saw a large bird bound tightly with strings. Oh, my friend, pleaded the bird. Please free me from these bonds and I will help you whenever you call on me. Benito quickly released the bird and it flew away calling back to him that its name was Sparrowhawk. Benito continued his journey till he came to the sea. Unable to find a way of crossing, he stopped and gazed sadly out over the waters, thinking of the king's threat if he failed. Suddenly, 
he saw swimming toward him the king of the fishes who asked, Why are you so sad? I wish to cross the sea to find the beautiful princess, answered the boy. Well, get on my back, said the fish, and I will carry you across. So Benito stepped on his back and was carried to the other shore. Soon he met a strange woman who inquired what it was he sought, and when he had told her, she said, The princess is kept in a castle guarded by giants. Take this magic sword, for it will kill instantly whatever it touches, and she handed him the weapon. Benito was more than grateful for her kindness and went on full of hope. As he approached the castle, he could see that it was surrounded by many giants, and as soon as they saw him, they ran out to seize him. But they went unarmed, for they saw that he was a mere boy. As they approached, he touched those in front with his sword, and one by one they fell dead. Then the others ran away in a panic and left the castle unguarded. Benito entered, and when he had told the princess of his errand, she was only too glad to escape from her captivity, and she set out at once with him for the palace of the king. At the seashore, the king of the fishes was waiting for them, and they had no difficulty in crossing the sea and then in journeying through the thick forest to the palace, where they were received with great rejoicing. After a time, the king asked the princess to become his wife, and she replied, I will, O king, if you will get the ring I lost in the sea as I was crossing it. The king immediately thought of Benito, and sending for him, he commanded him to find the ring which had been lost on the journey from the land of the giants. It seemed a hopeless task to the boy, but, anxious to obey his master, he started out. At the seaside, he stopped and gazed over the waters, until, to his great delight, he saw his friend, the king of the fishes, swimming toward him. When he had been told of the boy's troubles, the great fish said, I will see if I can help you. And he summoned all his subjects to him. When they came, he found that one was missing, and he sent the others in search of it. They found it under a stone so full that it could not swim, and the larger ones took it by the tail and dragged it to the king. Why did you not come when you were called? inquired the kingfish. I have eaten so much that I cannot swim, replied the poor fish. Then the kingfish, suspecting the truth, ordered it cut open, and inside they found the lost ring. Benito was overjoyed at this, and expressing his great thanks, hastened with the precious ring to his master. 
the king, greatly pleased, carried the ring to the princess and said, Now that I have your ring, will you become my wife? I will be your wife, replied the princess, if you will find my earring that I lost in the forest as I was journeying with Benito. Again the king sent for Benito, and this time he commanded him to find the earring. The boy was very weary from his long journeys, but with no complaint he started out once more. Along the road through the thick forest he searched carefully but with no reward. At last, tired and discouraged, he sat down under a tree to rest. Suddenly, there appeared before him a mouse of great size, and he was surprised to find that it was the king of mice. Why are you so sad? asked the king mouse. Because, answered the boy, I cannot find an earring which the princess lost as we were going through the forest together. I will help you, said the mouse, and he summoned all his subjects. When they assembled, it was found that one little mouse was missing, and the king sent the others to look for him. In a small hole among the bamboo trees they found him, and he begged to be left alone. For, he said, he was so full that he could not walk. Nevertheless, they pulled him along to their master, who, upon finding that there was something hard inside the mouse, ordered him cut open, and inside they found the missing earring. Benito at once forgot his weariness, and after expressing his great thanks to the king mouse, he hastened to the palace with the prize. The king eagerly seized the earring and presented it to the princess, again asking her to be his wife. Oh, my king, replied the princess, I have one more request to make. Only grant it, and I will be your wife forever. The king, believing that now, with the aid of Benito, he could grant anything, inquired what it was she wished, and she replied, Get me some water from heaven, and some from the lower world, and I shall ask nothing more. Once more, the king called Benito and sent him on the hardest errand of all. The boy went out, not knowing which way to turn, and while he was in a deep study, his weary feet led him to the forest. Suddenly, he thought of the bird who had promised to help him, and he called, Sparrowhawk. There was a rustle of wings, and the bird swooped down. He told it of his troubles, and it said, I will get the water for you. Then Benito made two light cups of bamboo, which he fastened to the bird's legs, and it flew away. All day the boy waited in the forest, and just as night was coming on, the bird returned 
with both cups full. The one on his right foot, he told Benito, was from heaven, and that on his left was from the lower world. The boy unfastened the cups, and then, thanking the bird, he carefully hastened back to the palace with the precious water. When the princess saw that her wish had been fulfilled, she asked the king to cut her in two and pour over her the water from heaven. The king was not able to do this, so she cut herself, and then as he poured the water over her, he beheld her grow into the most beautiful woman he had ever seen. Eager to become handsome himself, the king then begged her to pour over him the water from the other cup. He cut himself, and she did as he requested, but immediately there arose a creature most ugly and horrible to look upon, which soon vanished out of sight. Then the princess called Benito and told him that because he had been so faithful to his master and so kind to her, she chose him for her husband. They were married amid great festivities and became king and queen of that broad and fertile land. During all the great rejoicing, however, Benito never forgot his parents. One of the finest portions of his kingdom he gave to them, and from that time they all lived in great happiness. My friend, I hope you enjoyed this little fairy tale tonight. Perhaps you have already drifted off into the land of sleep. And if you are still awake, just continue to relax. You can take a few full, comfortable breaths. And each time you exhale, you will feel more and more relaxed, more and more sleepy, because you send a message letting your brain know that it is safe to relax, it is safe to let go, it is safe to drift off. All you have to do is just rest here, breathing slowly and deeply, hearing the sounds around you, the sounds that are close by, and the sounds that are further away. And the sleepier and sleepier you become, the sounds around you begin to fade away as you sink deeper and deeper into a sound and restful sleep. Sweet dreams, my friend. Sleep well.
Thank you.